Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Minecraft Talk. This is episode number 20, I think I got it way wrong last time. Um, I would like to start this episode off by talking about uh, a new feature. I don't think I mentioned it in the last uh, one. And uh, it's been kind of floating around for the new 1.19 update. And that is the frog lights. Now, I don't think this is the official name for it, uh, and this might not be final, but if you aren't aware, when a, um, when a frog in the uh, 1.19 update eats a small magnet cube, it has to be a small magnet cube, it will produce a light of one of three colours. Um, I'm not sure if it's one of three colours depending on what frog it is, because of course there are three types of frogs, or if that's just a coincidence. Um, but it does seem uh, that it might be that way, um, and adding on to that, it, it might be a bit hard to get frog lights, right? Because of course you would have to get a frog to, uh, or a tadpole to uh, spawn and grow up in a biome, and then from there transport, you know, multiple frogs to the nether, and then get a, a you know, a, a bunch of small magma cubes. Now, this is made easier uh, by the fact that, like, you could probably name tag and track frogs and then set up some sort of spawner system, um, but I feel like it makes it more complicated than it should be, uh, especially as it's, it's literally just kind of a frog-like type thing, and I feel like this is supposed to be more of an easter egg than anything, um, but it does feel like you would have to, you know, be it would have to be ridiculously complicated if you actually wanted to get a high amount of these. Now moving on to the texture, I would actually like to mention that the texture makes it feel more like shroom lights rather than like um, uh, more uh, than like glowstone, but I think it might be mined with a fist or a hoe, but it kind of resembles mangrove wood or you know at least the kind of stemmed if you will. Uh, and now I think this might be the case, and there might be a reason for that, because of course frogs. Um, but I don't know if there's any correlation between that. Um, it does appear that they're more of a soft light, so I think that they might be um, like a case of, instead of being the brightness of glowstone, which I think is light level 7, it'll be maybe like level 6 or level 6.5, so it feels a bit more soft, but creates a decent amount of ambient light. Uh, now moving on, I actually had an idea for a new spawner, and now I'm thinking, because uh, mentioning the Magma Cube spawner, you know, which you can find in certain types of bastions, I uh, can't remember who, um, what if you had spawners specifically for maybe piglins, so maybe you could have a boss type bastion where there's a piglin spawner, I don't know if this might be a bit overpowered because then you could, you know, produce a large amount of gold. Uh, relatively easily, uh, but players can do that anyway with gold farms in the Nether Roof of Java edition or in Bedrock edition using the portal track. Um, so what I was thinking is maybe a bastion, more rare than the others, which has more loot, uh, more brutes, but also um, the chance of having spawns in there. Because I feel like when you take on a bastion, it's relatively easy just to pile up and cover the floor with lava and then, you know, get rid of the uh, piglins very easily, which is kind of ironic because they they are in the lava plains. They live there. Um, 
So maybe, you know, just to add some extra difficulty because it feels like, you know, once you know how it works, there's not really a biggest risk. And now there still is a risk, but not as much as I think the uh, developers over at Mojang would have liked. Now, uh, going back to the swamp, um, again, my little tangent, I would like to think that there's a new zombie coming. Now, we've of course got the uh, the Drowned, the Husk, the Zombie Villager, the baby versions of those, the regular zombie. But what I was thinking is maybe the uh, the new type of zombie, uh, and it would be called the Tangled, or a Tangled or whatever. Um, and maybe it could be like a type of zombie, so it would be a mix between the Drowned and normal zombie, but it would be covered in vines and maybe it has a chance of dropping. Of course, things like vine, and there's a chance of dropping, um, you know, additional uh, mangrove saplings or something like that, and that could be an additional way to get it. Uh, and also, that might just expand upon it because, of course, uh, drowned won't necessarily be spawned in mangrove swamps because there won't be that much deep water, and deep water would mostly be covered by seagrass, so then that would reduce the spawn rates. Lily pads would be there reducing the spawn rates even more grass, so it would just mean that the swamp, other than slimes, would be very desolate of actual uh, difficulty. And of course, slimes are linked to the moon, so if you're lucky or if you time it right, you know, you might not even see any slimes on your way through. Um, and plus, that would add a little bit more of an ambience, and of course, people who like to come up with law for the game would probably go crazy. Anyway, I would like to move on to bedrock. So. Um, now, I've recently been playing around with Bedrock servers and Bedrock plugins, and it does appear that it's uh, it's kind of come a long way and it's going back to what it used to be. So, back in, you know, back in PE, Old Pocket Edition, when it was still called that, now all separate versions, it seemed that modding was, you know, it was relatively simple. You could just download, you know, a mod from the internet and then you would be able to, you know, play with dragons and that. Uh, but now Bedrock seems a lot more restrictive, and I know that's mainly because of console and because, you know, they don't necessarily want um, people just to have free reign of Bedrock Edition in the same way, especially as uh, Bedrock is, you know, heavily restricted on what it can and can't do anyway. But it does seem like they are finally going back to that, because of course, um, you know, you may have noticed all these additional features like, you know, uh, you know, custom terrain generation, and of course things like you can now uh, actually add to the game rather than just subtracting and kind of changing a uh, feature that was already there. Um, and of course it feels like it won't go much further, mainly just because of the aforementioned console-ness of it, and I don't know if they actually are going to properly add support into that. Um, but, you know, I've, uh, with servers, I've been using one uh, plugin called Pocketmine, and it does feel like with plugins they actually go a lot further than, you know, a lot of other things. And now, of course, the marketplace adds mods, but then I don't think necessarily people want to pay, you know, two ninety nine or, well, it's relatively cheap, you know, three to uh, like £13 sometimes for a mod which on Java Edition is completely free and of course with things like um, if you want to wear the Aether 
recently got added to the Minecraft Marketplace, and that also sparked a lot of uh, controversy, because you have uh, the Aether mod, which is one of the oldest and one of the best mods still, um, created by King B Dogs, one of the uh, one of the Minecraft developers, um, and then it got onto the marketplace somehow. And of course, I know it's not necessarily a all human process because, of course, they have to automate it because there's you know thousands of maps and texture packs and skin packs just shifting through the system every day. Uh, they won't necessarily have you know the resources, especially during recent times, to just continuously do that. But it does feel like there should be some quality control. And this is something I've been meaning to mention. Because, of course, there was the uh, Faithful uh, Texture Pack, uh, which was on Java for free. But then someone basically added it onto Bedrock and charged people for it. Even though, um, even though they didn't have the original developer's kind of consent for that. And, of course, that, that means that, you know, you could technically just rip off almost any old thing from java any old texture pack and charge people money for that and it becomes a whole nother issue now i'm sure uh developers of mods and texture packs wouldn't mind if they like uh, if they ported them over for free you know uh, of course it does it is better with permission but then they aren't profiting off someone else's work but then they are just straight up profiting off someone else's work with with no actual effort put in and that of course creates a ton of issues um but i think you know i think um that there might be a bit of quality control issues here and of course uh, king b dogs being aware so i think this might be the kind of turning point there anyway back to uh, plugins went on a bit of a tangent there um yeah, plugins do definitely seem to be one of the ways forward with Minecraft Bedrock uh, in the way of additional, because of course you can you can finally have all these features which you know Bedrock lacks or you know has but aren't executed very well, like the scoreboard. And although that's a, a very kind of beta feature right now in the game, it does feel very you know lackluster uh, compared to the Java scoreboard command. And just one which frustrated me recently is the world border. You set a world border in bedrock which feels weird considering it's set for you know lower end devices so maybe you want to set a world border so the file doesn't get too large maybe just you want to set a world border because you want to do 100 by 100 world but instead you have to have a lot of workarounds with commands and um, there's no great way to do it and of course with plugins you can then actually limit the world border properly rather than having a situation where you just have to uh, rely on a command which could break as well because bedrock commands aren't the most reliable thing or just try and you know deal with it um now i'm going to move on but keep on the subject of bedrock i want to talk about something which has bothered me a lot and that's uh, bedrock's gravity now what i mean by this is gravity blocks such as anvils uh, concrete powder sand gravel you know etc they uh, they all fall in stacks, but if you have uh, you know any any sort of stack, there's a chance that they'll start turning into item form because they'll kind of compress onto each other because they don't form fall that uniformly. Um, and I understand that can just it that can just be an issue with you know the way it runs, but it just means that creating certain things 
just becomes a lot harder of doing certain things, right? And it also, you know, breaks the Minecraft feel. And I understand that it is technically still Minecraft, but it doesn't feel like every other version of the game has had, um, you know. And uh, again, it just creates another frustration with the game because then you have to go and pick up a ton of blocks which have fallen down in a cave, or if you had a giant, you know, pillar of sand you were using. And of course, it's not the biggest issue, but it, it just creates an inconsistency and it creates a kind of a pseudo random uh, situation. And that's not, you know, that's not the best thing. And I'm sure, you know, the Minecraft developers have picked up on this. Um, and I don't know why it happens, but it does cause a lot of frustration, especially for me. I, it, it feels like something weird to get, um, you know, frustrated at, but it's a bit like, you know, small things like EXP orbs won't pick up, or they'll duplicate when you pick them up, and the duplicate will just follow you around, and of course that's another entity on the screen, and for something which is supposed to be optimised, it really doesn't feel it. Um, anyway, I would like to, uh, again, I'm continuing with the bedrock. Uh, the start screen, again, doesn't feel like Minecraft, it feels, again, it feels like Minecraft, but it almost feels like Minecraft, but a lot of features were made by someone who hasn't played Minecraft, necessarily. Um, and what I mean by this, in, in almost every iteration of the game, there's always been this kind of grey, stony textured buttons on the title screen. The title screen's always had this kind of, you know, this nice brightness to it, but also, in addition to that, has a nice contrast in dark title. And Bedrock doesn't really deliver that, it has these kind of small buttons, which feels weird, especially as, like, if you're playing on a phone, you would want larger buttons to press, because, of course, then that, you know, that's a bit easier. Um, and it also, it feels less like Minecraft than, you know, Minecraft Java Edition. And I'm not saying necessarily Minecraft Java Edition is the quote-unquote right way, but it does feel uh, like there's a big disconnect there, and of course, there will never be a true uh, quote-unquote Minecraft feel to it, because of course you have the marketplace, which heavily pushes microtransactions, you have the dressing room, that kind of thing, and you also, of course, have differences because of just the way Bedrock is, and there's some things that can never change, but it does feel like they could definitely try, you know, to change it to look more like Minecraft, or, you know, have a smoother feel. Um, and also something which might solve a lot of issues is actually just the, the title itself says Minecraft instead of Minecraft Bedrock Edition, and then that creates a lot of situations where people have to, you know, check uh, if they don't necessarily know the differences, uh, whether or they're on Bedrock Edition or Java Edition, and then that creates issues when they're maybe looking up a Redstone tutorial, because of course they have different Redstone. Um, and there's a lot of just parity issues, and some things which make sense, and some things which don't make sense, but it does confuse me. Um, now, on consoles, uh, you know, Nintendo Switch, Xbox, PlayStation, there's barely any servers. Now, of course, you can, you can have the built-in 7 servers, but whenever I've experienced this, they always have issues. For example, you know, you could end up not connecting properly, sometimes, you know, three or four of the servers just won't appear, sometimes servers won't appear entirely, even if you're online and are signed in, um, and, you know, sometimes you just have issues, you know, connecting to, you know, things like Mindplex, which are even bigger servers, and I think that's more on the bedrock end, it just, it feels very 
kind of janky and again this pseudo random will it won't it show up and you would have to maybe relaunch the game just to uh, play online um, and also you know there's only those seven servers if you don't know there's base there's no native way to actually get onto a friend's bedrock server so say you know you want your friends to come play on the you know server you've set up for Minecraft Bedrock Edition, unless they play on a phone or a PC, there's no native way to get on there. And now I know on consoles there is a way to kind of have a minorly janky setup that allows you to connect to custom servers, but then it doesn't feel like that should be necessary because of course um, you know this third party support it means someone else has to step in and do this. If not, then you know people won't be able to actually play with their friends and then of course you know it's a bit difficult because you then have to explain you know bit by bit how to do all this just to play online and there's a chance you'd have to continuously do that and it just feels like there's very lacking support for something which is like especially with bedrock uh, edition because it's supposed to be this connected uniform game when it feels even more disconnected than Java, which can only play with Java Edition. It feels, you know, very distant. Anyway, uh, moving on, uh, I don't think I've mentioned this before, but I would like to touch on this quickly. Uh, Log4j, now, there was an issue uh, in Java Edition which allowed people to write uh, code in the chat and computers would take that as code and would actually execute it. So people could end up doing, you know, malicious things necessarily, or, you know, sending rip rolls, and that would be one of the lightest part things. But what I find funniest about this is there's a very, uh, sim there's a kind of simple but mostly complicated way to actually fix this. You need to edit a text file within the code, but of course that might not necessarily be the best method, and that's the only really method they have. Um, people using... Uh, the exploit to fix the exploit. So people were like joining uh, big servers and they would end up, you know, typing in chat the uh, code which would get rid of the part which allowed people to run the code, which would then in turn help out people, which I find uh, relatively wholesome. Uh, now, uh, moving on, I would like to talk about the combat snapshots. Now, I haven't personally heard much about this. I don't know if that's just because I haven't really been like specifically looking for it or just haven't heard anything just in general but combat snapshots now uh it was just jeb as far as i'm aware and a small team of course to help uh, working on this originally but i uh but i think we're on the cusp of the uh of the perfect snapshot in my opinion and uh, now what i'm talking is uh you know things like to balance out things so potions would then uh, become stackable to 16, snowballs become stackable to 64, you know, cooldowns change, uh, and it kind of rebalances things, for example, you know, like, axes would, you know, not, like, a wooden axe wouldn't be able to outpower or match the power of a diamond sword, because then, of course, you know, there wasn't much incentive to improve the tool you had, you could just, you know, 10 seconds into the game get a you know, stone or, you know, iron axe if you're lucky and just be able to uh, have that insane power. And of course, only on Java Edition. Um, 
and of course, you know, it's creating a situation where it feels a lot more balanced. But there is one issue I'd like to point out, and that is, um, it then adds stackable potions. Like I've said, it's a great thing, but also a bad thing. Because of course, stackable potions, potions are kind of take a sideline because unless you have the inventory space, you're going to take up a lot of it by just potions and it would feel very clunky to just, you know, try and quickly get it into your hotbar to splash down a couple of potions so you can kind of power up or reheal. Um, and there's then also the issue of negative potion effects. You could have, you know, three hotbar slots filled, and of course it'd be relatively expensive, but three hotbar slots filled with instant damage too, and you could just, you know, run at, at someone just constantly uh, chucking a bunch of potions at them, and that of course would mean that most of the armor would be relatively useless and it would be relatively hard to stop anybody from just potion bombing if you will. Um, and of course I am aware that instant damage 2 works differently on Java and Bedrock because Bedrock uh, kind of makes instant damage 2 incredibly powerful but in you know in Java it barely does much. Um, but it is very interesting to see how that might play out and maybe you know, they make instant damage potions a lot less potent um, as well as instant health. So maybe instant health one only does one part and instant health two only does like two and a half rather than just allowing people to reheal to full health with, you know, a few clicks. Um, and also, I think they would be adding, um, you know, bedrock features which are, are well, you know, a, a bedrock parity to this because. Of course, there's no cooldown in Bedrock, necessarily. Um, and that creates situations where it becomes more of a a pseudo 1.8 PvP, and I keep saying that. But um, it kind of creates a situation where it just is like, who can click the fastest? And then, in in turn, it's kind of trying to balance out for people on things like mobile. But then it also creates a situation where it makes it harder for people on mobile, or people who don't have super high sensitivity because of course there's no chance to kind of fend off an attacker if you get hit from the back they could just instantly you know hit you a ton of times before you've even managed to locate them and then by that time the the fight is relatively you know over because of course you're low health and they've got the huge advantage and also uh, I think they might be adding, you know, a way to disable the Minecraft uh, Bedrock Shield because it doesn't actually really disable. And of course, you can hit them from, you know, the side or the back, or whatever, or you know, you know, be tactical about it and wait till they hit you. But then it just creates a situation where it's kind of like a tick for tat. It's just like you're you're both holding up shields, and it becomes more of a stalemate rather than an actual fight. And that makes the PvP feel feel very dry. Um, and of course, I guess if, again, you click quick enough, you could probably get hit in or there. But then, of course, anybody with a shield or, you know, who's sitting there has a massive advantage. Um, and I think that with this, they might have a way to temporarily disable the shield uh, and uh, add cooldown, because then that would make the PvP very more balanced. Not necessarily like Java, but just some sort of difference. Um, and I also think the final point I'm going to touch on is they might be adding a durability parity. Uh, and by that I mean uh, with crossbows, I can't remember the exact durability, but in Java and Bedrock there's a complete difference. 
and touch on crossbows again in bedrock you hold it in your right hand you know and of course it uh you know your shield goes to the side a bit more um but it doesn't feel like you're actually firing a crossbow because it just hold you just hold it there rather than in the middle and it doesn't actually enlarge like it would in java and of course that might just be down to the way it's coded but again it does create this difference in parity the crossbow is a completely different item in both versions if you will um anyway i would like to uh, say thank you for listening and i know this has been more of a rant than usual even though most of my videos do do kind of rant um but i hope you have enjoyed and thank you for listening